0: This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Well, I'm very excited to introduce a special guest today, Gary Wales. Gary, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic, Greg.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today, and I became aware of you, as I'm sure a lot of other folks have, on Jay Leno's Garage, and you have some really crazy, cool cars.
1: Yeah, we're very fortunate. My friend and I, Andres, Ronnie, have been on there four times, I think. That's quite a few times. (laughs) there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, for our listeners that aren't familiar with your cars, because they're really... Outrageous and fun. Could you tell us just an overview of the cars you have featured on there?
1: Okay. Well, one of them was just a, my nineteen uh, uh, twenty American La France fire engine, completely restored. And what happened is I have become very interested in saving American fire truck history yep. because what happens is when they become redundant and old, they just kind of push them out in the weeds. And I was looking for platforms to come and build some kind of fun cars. And I started to check out on uh, fire trucks. And America, of France was built in Elmira, New York. Started in the 1830s. They just uh, ceased production in the last, you know, within the last five years. And what would happen is that these fire trucks in 1910, 11, 12, 13, 15, all cost in the ten to twelve thousand dollar range generally right if people say oh that's not very much money well in those days that was equal to in excess of a half a million dollars right <laughs> so that it's a wonderful platform and they were well so well built they were built the last hundred years and they all have I've built now we're building number eight which wow. is very special I we find them in deplorable condition find them in the woods we find them half buried and you can still save them because they were so well done and i have built now seven we're building the eighth one and they're my salutes to the great racing cars of the heroic age in the 19 beginning of the century up through 1910 12 or so and we have a hell of a lot of fun with them. yeah they're, 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 we're very enormous very big cars and uh people seem to like them i guess they're kind of Very imposing. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so for our listeners, these are built on big huge fire trucks that are remade into cars and uh, pretty much are all two seaters, right? Boat tail speedsters or you know, they're not you don't have any four seaters, do you?
1: No, I only build two seaters. People say, Well, how come you do so many boat tails? And I usually I'm at a show with three hundred cars or something like that and you say, Well, how many do you see here? And the guy goes, Oh, that's right. There aren't any.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I saw in on one of your episodes you labeled yourself a retro designer, kind of taking the best of the past and putting it to a new use, right?
1: That's absolutely true. I can pick and choose what I want. I try to use absolutely the best of everything on on my builds, and uh, you can always generally save the engines and transmissions in that, uh, and the reason for that is they were built, for people that didn't even know how to drive in the early days. They'd, you know, maybe in a little small town where the first thing that was motorized would be their fire truck. Mm-hmm. It would, they would order it from Elmira. It would be shipped on a train. And it would get there, and then they would have a manual that says, here's how you drive it. This, Your left foot goes here. Your right foot goes here. And, you know, that's how they learned, not even being ever even seeing one before. Right. And they could do that, but they were built so well that they lasted that tremendous amount of time. Even when we find them after they've been dumped in a woods for 50 years, it may have only 10 or 12,000 miles on it because they right. only used them when they were needed as fire engines.
0: Right, right. And didn't you say in one of the uh, interviews that the reason that they were so ornate with all the gold leaf and everything is that the town kind of took pride in their fire trucks?
1: Oh, absolutely. That was the crown jewel of that town. I know even when I was a kid, and I'm sure the same thing with you, you hear the fire engines coming, you go on out and look at them. They're beautiful, and they're big, and the bells are ringing, and the sirens going, and people hanging off of them. It was absolutely it was a, It was a circus. The circuit was in town when that went.
0: So what was your very first one that you did? Which one was it? Oh,
1: Rusty One. It was called, uh, I, first of all, I, let me give you a little story. They're, I call them Labisiones, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of a, my way of, I like the Italian concept on cars. I like the, the, the sound of them. And my very favorite car in the world is called the Beast of Turin. And it was a 1910 Fiat that in 1911 in New York State went 130 miles an hour one way when they thought your face would blow off at 70 miles an hour. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Unbelievable car. And it's 28 and a half liters, four cylinder.
0: Wow.
1: Can you imagine that? Huge, yeah. It is beyond huge, and so that was kind of what I patterned my cars after because when you see it, it would blow flames. They named it the Beast of Turin because they, when they built it, they would test it in the streets of Turin, Italy, very early in the morning Oh wow! to see, okay. see how it was running, and it would blow flames sometimes 8 and 10 feet out wow. and it would catch the locals. On fire, and they'd be beating it out, going Viva Italia, Viva Italia, beat the flames <laughs> out. Unbelievable! And that car is still around today, and they run it at Goodwood in England, wow. and okay. it draws huge crowds, and it's the favorites of them all. So that's kind of what I patterned my cars after. And the first one, we did it, and it was uh, we were just about finished with it. And this one, I put in carburation. I had six Harley-Davidson carburetors on it. Wow. All think one for each cylinder, and had you know these trucks have six cylinders and they're T heads, which means two pistons Siamese into each block, and they generally they would have twenty four plugs, eighteen to twenty four plugs for a six cylinder engine. And people say, right. why? That was because at that time gasoline was so unreliable; you could drop a match into a bucket of it and it might just put it out. And the only thing worse was the batteries. You'd get maybe one shot, maybe two, if you were really lucky to get it running. So they recommended you hand crank it. Well, that's not a problem anymore with the quality of gasoline and batteries. Right. So anyway, right. back to the story. I was we were just about finished with it. And a friend came over. He said, look, Gary, I'm going out for a tie tonight. And I said, hey, great. Would you do me a favor? Would you please ask the waiter, emphasis on the waiter, uh, how you say, The Beast in Italian. He says, sure. Comes back, he says, it's La Vistione, capital L-A, capital B-E-S-T-I-O-N-I. said, wonderful, thank you. We had all the signatures on the car and the radiator and everything done. La Vistione. And Andreas and I were at our very first car show, and you can imagine the crowd that we had around it, because no one has ever seen anything like this. Big, giant, boat-tail, pointy thing. 18 and a half feet long. You're right. 70 feet in the air. I mean, it's a big, and it's loud as you can imagine that 14 liters in a six-cylinder engine would be. Right. Well, we're all there. We're standing back, and we're busting our buttons. We're so proud. And a little teeny lady comes up with her hair all messed up. She said, You've got your nerve. And I said, What? Hardly me? Man? She said, You've got your nerve. And I said, What? She said, what? She said and then, now, there's 30, 40 people standing around, <laughs> She's putting on a show, and she says, well, if you wanted it to be a male beast, why didn't you name it LeBestione, not BlahBestione? That's a female beast. You named it female. Name <laughs> and she went on for about five minutes, haranguing herself something awful. The crowd standing around, big crowd around now. <laughs> and finally, she stormed off, stomped away, and a woman next to me looked over, and she smiled, and she said, well... You sure named it right.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, looking back on that first car, is there anything you wish you had done differently with it?
1: No, not really, because every car that we do, we do absolutely everything we possibly can, because the last thing I ever want to hear is, gee, that's really good, but why didn't you do that? Wow. And you're, that's nice. So that's why we do it. I put the best, uh, I usually use French headlights on them because they're cast alloy and, Beautifully built things, marshalls, and uh, whatever it is, we use the best we possibly can. So, it, you always, the comments are, gee, that's really wild, but they don't say, geez, you should have did this, or why didn't you do that, or gee, you used this on that, and you could have used something else. So, that's why we do it. But the main thing is, we're saving fire truck history. We're having a lot of fun, and it's our salutes to the great old cars. And people don't normally see big double chain drive. Machines coming down the road, clunking and, and blowing smoke and flames out of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How has the uh, La Bicione, has it evolved in these different versions? Like, have you seen like you're really going towards more this particular trend versus not, or are they pretty much just an evolution of the same design?
1: Pretty much an evolution because it's on the same chassis, but each one is totally different than the others. With the exception of Rusty 1 and Rusty 2, and uh, a little quick on that one was uh, we found this chassis, and it was buried out in the woods for over 50 years in Sacramento, California. And two old firemen heard about it, and they said, well, we can't leave a fire truck out in the, 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 the junky woods. He said, this is, a you know, it's historically important. It saved people's lives and property, and so they went and they found it, and it was 21 trees had grown around it and through it. Oh wow! So they cut they cut all these trees down. They put it on a trailer and they're bringing it back home. And one one of the old retired farmers said to his pal Jack, he said, Jack, we'll take this on over to your house. He said, Oh, oh, oh no, we won't. My wife'll kill me. He <laughs> says, Well, I can't take it home. My wife will work on me too. So what do we do? He said, Well, why don't we call that character in L.A. Wales? I hear he buys these things. Well. <laughs> I stood up <laughs> and that's how we got rusty and anyhow on the hood, it was Sacramento fire department, but it was this F, you know, SFD. Yep. And you could barely see it cause it was all, you know, just faded all the pieces and, but you could still see the SFD. And I said, there's no way I can destroy patina that beautiful. So I said, well, well what can I do? Well, I'm going to, clear coat it just to see I took a soft pad and went over it to get anything loose off of it and then I started clear coating it I clear coated it until it was really shiny and looked great and you clear coated inside and out and everything else and people said well that won't last Talk that Talk <laughs> to the car because it's been done now for seven years and it's beautiful and people love it and I named it rusty one and we we rusted everything else on it
0: right right I,
1: got all these different patinas in that and so that's it but I had four fenders that I bought from a friend of mine in uh, Florida and shipped them out. They're really round, big, round fenders that almost went around completely. And I cut them in half, and I added a little aluminum piece. And the way I set them on the car, uh, the front, you know, you catch the, 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 the road, and the second one is out the back. And uh, anyhow, I had made eight fenders out of it, so I have rusty one, and I have rusty two.
0: Right, right. The most recent one, was that the boat tail wooden one? Well, they,
1: most of them have wood on it. Uh, my next door neighbor came across from across the street, came over one time and said, Garen, is there anything I could do to help? Well, he happened to be the president of the Antique Boat Society. <laughs> well, maybe there is. So anyhow, he cuts and, and forms and, and we help glue it on and then we end up sanding it and and doing all the varnish and everything on it, they're just beautiful. They're they done in the in the uh, uh, same method as they did in the 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, like on Chris Craft and other boats. They're beautiful, and, it, and it's just a lovely thing to look at. And it's unusual. Yeah. We apply that to. I did on the first one was an aluminum boat tail that we made, but it wasn't strong enough to hold the wood, which is a quarter inch thick on and glued on because it kind of crushed so i had a friend who has a a a yacht manufacturing company and he we made a buck and then he makes about three-eighths of an inch to to a half an inch thick boat tail that we designed on it and that's what we use and that will take for safety's sake that will take a rollover or anything else with this thing by the way they weigh. Still, weigh three and a half ton, right? <laughs> and they'll do a hundred miles an hour chain drive, so you can, It's a real carnival going down the road. People now,
0: love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, which you said you're working on number seven right now?
1: Number eight. And number eight. The yes, that's the salute to the Beast of Turin. It'll be done in a couple of three months, and uh, it'll be on the road.
0: Now, I did see on your Facebook page you're working on some type of what was it? An Ario speed wagon. Ario.
1: A little Rio. Yeah. And I did that just to show people because not many people are building cars anymore. Or if they do, they say, well, I buy a crate motor here and I bought these fenders there and then I bought this these instruments. No, build one. Build one yourself. And there's not many people doing that. So I bought this Rio, 1917 Rio, that had been in California, but it had been out in the desert for over 50 years. Wow. And we brought it in with the old body, and it took me two days to get the body off. I mean, what was pieces of it left, and, oh, it was horrible. And, and we have now been on it for 30 days, 30 working days. by Fred Adriana, Saranda, and I, we've worked together now for 21 years. Well, we worked Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, if we're not at a car show. And we knocked these cars out in one year. And sometimes we get two out, as we did with the boat tail rolls as built bodies and get them finished in one year. And uh, so anyhow, that's I'm doing this car now. And I did a little video of it. And I show you what it looked like. And then a few days later, working days later, we show you the, uh, the, the development on it. And so in 30 working days, we have got this on its wheels. The chassis is done. We're going to fit a, another motor into it because the original one was completely dead. Nothing could even hardly be saved. And so we're putting another motor into it, an early motor, by the way, I might add. And uh, then I'll build the body on it. So we hope within 60 working days to have this completely built and done, finished, painted and we're doing it in, in little sections. We do the movies on it, little videos on it, so people can see exactly what we're doing, how we're doing it, and why we're doing it. And, we, and I explain to people so they can copy and do it themselves. Because it's right when you do these, this is, it's such a, a wonderful feeling to be able to work with your own hands and do something. And if you build a body that you like, that, that's what happens. It makes you happy, and hopefully it'll make other people happy but you can express yourself.
0: Right, for sure. Now, other than making these awesome, incredible automotive works of art, what was your career? Were you a fabricator? Were you a designer?
1: <laughs> no. I, I started <laughs> off I started off in the uh, in 1960 and I became a, a stockbroker. Mm. And I was believe it or not in Detroit, Michigan, and I was uh, the last stockbroker ever. From that became a New York broker in in Detroit with a New York house with a high school education.
0: Wow, impressive!
1: And then I I, I met this lady on a, 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 a I used to be a singer and I had been fixed up on a blind date. I told her oh man, you're gonna like this lady. She's a car person. I said, well, I'm not car-y, but you know we'll we'll go out. So I wanted to impress her, so I took her down to the Detroit River. And they had the Babalo Cruises, these big steamers, and go out around Babalo Island in Canada and up and up to St. Clair and Detroit River and come back. And everybody's singing and have a great time, and I'm entertaining, and I'm impressed <laughs> her. I thought I really impressed her. But I did, like all dummies in the 20s do, I drank too much, so on the way home, <laughs> I crashed the car. Oh, no. <laughs> I really impressed her. So that night coming home from the hospital, on wow. a, I felt so stupid, and I'm trying to explain it. And I said, look, uh, if the car had handled better, it probably wouldn't have crashed it. She says, no problem. She says, since you don't have a car, I'll pick you up in the morning. A girlfriend of mine, her boyfriend has a car, and he wants to sell it. And it's, it'll probably be, you will take a look at it. And I said, okay. So she picked me up the next morning. We go over to the house, and here's this guy. And I'll never forget the scene. He's wearing a, a Air Force jumpsuit out of that grayish-blue color, and Mm -hmm. he's out polishing this fire engine Allard L4 with a Granitelli Hemi engine in it. Wow. I fell in love with the car, fell in love with the lady, had the car for six or seven years, had the lady over 50. Oh, good. (laughs) And I I went to the wall for cars. I just went crazy on them, and, and I got out of the brokerage business I left Detroit in '66 and came to California, and I, I drove the Ferrari Breadband out here. Wow. And, because I got into Ferraris with a friend of mine and uh, came out to California and bought a house, and been in the same house now since 1967. And uh, it's been a real whirlwind. I In about 1970, I got back into the brokerage business out here, and I hated it tell you the truth, I hated it and didn't really do that very well in it because I didn't like it. Right. And right. finally I said to hell with this and I came home and my wife came home and I said well, I retired. She said, retired? What do you mean retired? You have no money? The house isn't paid for? I said, yeah, I know, but you're working aren't you? She said, yeah. And I said, well I'm going to retire. She said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I cut lawns and trim trees and polished cars and that for a year or two and after a while Doing what you're doing, you're available for ideas and opportunities that come along. And I started kind of wheeling and dealing in cars and doing all kinds of crazy things like that. And so basically, I've been retired for 50 years. I just I I do what I kind of want. That I I build these cars and then sell them. And some some I keep, some I sell, and wheel and deal and just have a good time.
0: So speaking of which, great lead-in. Which which of the Labicianes do you still have?
1: Rusty one, Rusty two, the Batmobile, mm. and I and the one that we're currently building, plus a bunch of other damned old cars. That I <laughs> so, uh, what
0: are any any fun ones you would like to mention of the other
1: cars? Sure, I have the only copy of the uh, Y Job, which is the 1938 oh, wow. Buick, and that was the very first concept car by Har- Harley Earl, the concept car. Was designed to show you what was coming in the future, and I have an exact copy of it, or pretty close, anyhow, and uh, that, and uh, a Rolls Royce pickup truck with running water, and uh, I mean, just all sorts of crazy things. And uh, that's what I've got. I've got about ten cars now.
0: So, if you could only keep one of the eight Labistiones, which ones would it be, or which one would it be?
1: You know, each one is my favorite car as we do them. And probably it'll be the one that I'm doing right now, which is my salute to the original Beast of Turin. Oh,
0: wow, uh, okay.
1: So it, it'll be the current one. Yeah,
0: is that one going to spit fire eight feet?
1: No, but it's going to sure make some noise. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and which one is that? What is that based on, an American La
1: France? Oh, yeah, everything's on American La France.
0: Okay. Yeah, and you said something interesting about the Bell on those fire engines could you kind of tell our audience about that
1: sure uh they've got a a american la france fire truck of, of of the 20s teens 20s and 30s had a very unique and pleasant sound and i was talking to an old pal of mine who was a fireman that drove these things and he said i'll tell you why they have that very unique sound because in the melt when they're doing that bell they take the bronze, brass and bronze and do that. Bill says they throw ten silver dollars in it in the melt and it gives it that unique, unique sound, that mellow, beautiful sound that's only with America and La France. Can you imagine that? They throw in ten silver dollars.
0: That's really cool. Well, one thing I like to do at the end of my little interviews is a little game that mm-hmm. I call Keep, Cash, and Crush. So I'm gonna okay. give you three cars. And you have to pick one to keep forever, one to cash in, and one to crush. Is that pretty okay, simple? sure. And my goal is to make it as painful as possible for you. I'm not picking any of your La Bistionis. That's just not fair. Three of these cars are ones I've seen you with or driving with Jay Leno on his uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I think one of them you own and the other two he owns. So one of them is a 1911, the uh, Christie fire truck. Is that right? Well, that's
1: that's Jay's, I guess.
0: Okay, that's Jay's. Okay, a 1921 American La France. That was yours, right?
1: That was mine. That was mine. The American La France fire truck.
0: Okay, and then Jay's 1955 Mercedes Gullwing.
1: Well, <laughs> I would probably sell the Gullwing.
0: Yeah, that's probably the because, highest dollar you know, one. Yeah, yeah, $1
1: million dollars. I'd say that's quite a bit of money, and. Uh, you really don't want to take a chance of hurting them or anything like that. You know. So I'd pass that one along. Uh and the other two are between the uh the twenty one American of France and the Christie.
0: Yes, the eleven Christie.
1: That's an awful fine <laughs> you you are a tough cookie to give me that one. <laughs> oh, well, I would probably flip a coin to tell you the truth.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Whatever came down, because I, I, I can't really destroy fire trucks. And if I did, or any fine machine I like had, it'd have to be on, uh-oh, it lost, and the other one won.
0: Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing everything with us today. I would love hearing about your cool and awesome creations that you have there. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and what you're doing?
1: Well, they can go on the Internet and it's on Facebook. It's Gary L. Wales. That's G-A-R-Y, middle initial L, Wales. That's Facebook. Or they can just go Gary Wales Cars and you can see what's been created on Google. And uh, that's probably the best way to do it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Gary.
1: Thank you. It's had an enjoyable time. I hope uh, the people come and follow me and see what we're doing.